Welcome back to this week's edition of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin. I'm Pat. And thank you for tuning in to this week's episode is going to be all about, uh, I think the proper term is DC Dark Knight's Metal, right? Or is that, am I? Sure. Okay, DC, DC Metal, DC Dark Knight's, whatever the fuck. The, the, it's one of those things. Um, it's the current... It was almost Dark Crisis. Uh, I can see why they pulled away from that a little bit. Well, no, that was the thing. Is like Scott. Is, I mean, as you, I think you heard on the day. So it was like one of the fucking panels, because um, where they basically they, they had to fight to call it metal, uh, because apparently uh, DC wanted to call it uh, Dark Crisis, and Scott and Greg were like, okay, but it's not really that at all. Like it's not yeah. a crisis in the sense that like any crisis we really done. Which I mean, I guess it, it actually kind of is because it involves the multiverse, but. They had no interest in that, I guess. So yeah, I mean, it does. It, it involves the multiverse in a sense. I mean, I mean, obviously, well, it's, the dark multiverse. It's the dark multiverse, saying. but not in the same like realm of um, so many. Because like, wasn't Crisis on Infinite Earths? Wasn't there like six Superman at one point in time? Not six. There was like three or four. Yeah. So like in this, they they narrow it all the way down to not having this crazy all around it's just like hey justice league batman versus justice league okay moving on like so i can see why he wouldn't want to call it crisis it's more of just like a full-on war oh no it's fine it's just like that's my thing is like i mean because infinite crisis was kind of the same thing where basically it was like it was basically like the same because I mean, these are the same characters from crisis on infinite earth just kind of it was kind of a sequel like a bladed sequel and then final crisis was kind of the same thing so it's like I can see it being called Dark Crisis. I, I just don't think it needed to be called Dark Crisis. I do think that the, the first cover, where it's doing the, the metal horns, yeah. where like all the characters make part of the horns, like that's kind of hilarious. Um, I got to see this. I have them all right in front of me because I was gonna read. Like I just finished three, and I, I've I've read everything except the uh, tie-ins, uh, and I, I want to see it. I might not have gotten the proper cover. This cover. That's not the cover that I'm referring to. No. It's for issue number one or like Forge or Casting or... Issue number one. Oh, no, I took this cover of issue number one. I took Batman riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't pass it up. And I bought... The only thing I bought multiple covers for was um, was number two, just because I purchased this in my pull box, which is the standard cover. Yeah. And then I saw the cover with all the different Batman on it, and I was like, yeah, I can't walk by this like with a good conscience i'm buying this immediately um but that's not you are exactly the sucker that they really that they're really excited about. i i've only done it once my buddy edwin buys every variant cover and i'm like why it's the same story but that one that cover right there i couldn't walk by but i will say before we jump into this too much this is the very first series i've ever collected in issues as it came out i've never done that i buy trades randomly here and there and text you and go check out this cool trade i found and uh it's and i'm like yeah i read that 10 years ago yeah it's so goddamn rewarding to pick up that like so for example um oh sorry you go no that's the thing is like the thing i've been saying to like to kevin forever which actually we need to like record about but um because that's the whole thing is like Kevin Cardinal, mm -hmm. cards if you will, mm -hmm. uh, is all like, I need to have a complete story, blah, 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 blah. Like, and I'm like, I much prefer in many cases to mm -hmm. read things uh, monthly because yeah. it's like, that's the whole, like that's the way they fucking were meant to exist. Like, it's like when I read uh, Civil War, 
um, when it was coming out, it was awesome. Like every issue had like, this killer cliffhanger, and you're like desperate for the next issue. And yeah. granted, it was Mark Millar and Steve McNiven, so usually it was more than monthly. It was like several months, Ugh. but still, like every time you were like, holy shit. And then I read it like in trade, and I'm like, it's fine. Like, but it's like the whole thing is basically like, if you don't have that like hook, because that's actually that's basically how I learned like kind of what books I want to stick with and what books I don't. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, if I don't remember what happened in the last issue, by the time the next issue is coming out, I don't bother buying the next issue because it's just like clearly you didn't hook me. So well, that and then care. he could also just freaking get the individual issues and then just choose to read it when an arc's over. I mean, that's an option. Well, that'd too. be the same thing. But that's, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, well, even I then, the reason why I kind of like it. So, for example, uh, I wasn't able. I started late picking up these metal issues. Um, yes. And I was lucky I, enough. I did not. Yeah, I was lucky enough to find cool covers for all of them. Um, like the the nice like uh, shiny covers or first prints or whatever for all of them, but the Red Death was one I couldn't find. It was it it was at none of the comic book shops around here. I looked online; it was sold out everywhere. If I wanted to go on eBay or Amazon, it was way overpriced. And uh, they came out with the second printing of it with the normal cover, uh, just the standard non shininess. And my buddy Edwin found me the fucking cool cover at Bam in the box, like way behind everything just because someone someone probably took it out looked at it and then was like i'm gonna come back for this or they just really didn't care about putting it back in his property location and just dropped it down uh so yeah they did something like that so he found it and bought it for me and gave it to me and like today we went to pick up the drowned which is the current tie-in and um i i got to see the second print of red death like normal and i still would have been totally happy with it because it's it all in all is the story but when you go into a comic book shop and you look down and there's a comic from like a year ago that they're trying to sell for 50 bucks because the story happened to catch on i'm like oh if this happens to be it even if it doesn't it's like yeah i got it that time because i've never been able to do that i'm a new collector so all that really really cool shit you probably have in boards or the stuff like doug doug had had he sold it like an idiot one through 70 whatever of preacher had them all he had the original one through 12 of watchmen i'm like <sighs> like oh my god obviously I, i'm young so i wouldn't have been able to get either of those really i mean god my parents probably wouldn't have bought me preacher when i was eight years old but the point remains like the fact that i can get into that now it's so rewarding to go on wednesday pay only freaking there's a 20 percent discount so to pay three bucks for one of these issues and then walk home with it and set it on the shelf even if i was never to read it in two years when people are talking about this story i don't have to be that fucker scrounging around for overpriced stuff or trades that aren't as cool i've got it right here i got it right here for me it's like i still think it's funny because like you were literally i mean i guess because you the other thing i actually wanted to record about uh with kevin because uh, I mean, it was something that he wouldn't, that he would more kind of have a perspective on than you would. But you're you're kind of living it, which is kind of hilarious. Like you were basically living 1990s comics, where like <laughs> it did not really matter what the fuck was inside those comics. It's like, oh my god, the cover's so fucking cool, and there's 14 of them. Like I have to get all of these. Like, yep. Even when I was a child, I was just like, you're a moron. <laughs> like I was just like. Which one's the cheapest? That one? That's the one I'm Well, buying. so that's the beauty of it, is they're all the same price. So, like, I'm not, I don't have to make a decision over losing the cool cover. I can get the cool cover and not have to fucking Well, it also feel. depends on the shop. Because usually, like, True. some shops, if they're True. getting, like, the variants and stuff, 
they mark them up to like that's like if you go in midtown like sometimes you'll get the variants for like cover price but yeah. some of them you'll get for like fucking this is like 27 dollars. yeah like, no i would i would <laughs> enjoy never these two middle fingers yeah. you know how i felt about buying like like limited edition funkos and stuff i'm like no that's not for me but if i can get the same book but in something i think looks cooler for the same price hell yeah i'm so it's you're right and i and i will i so far i haven't added anything to my pull list i'm Super, super considering adding um, the Doom Patrol and uh, the White Knight, <laughs> the Batman, the White Knight run. Uh, Doom Patrol, like, they just delayed yet again. So, I mean, yeah. that's yeah, the one pro- yeah. They have, like, uh, they have two, three, five, six, seven, eight of it at the store. So all I would have to find is one and four. And I'm thinking about it, but, yeah, it, it, it there's no point. I, I just, I'll wait, whatever. But, anyways, what I was saying lastly was, um, also waiting for the trades you generally end up paying a little bit more depending no, on how don't. many issues Usually they put it's in less. yeah depending on how many issues they put in because i've seen some trades that's like four issues for 20 bucks and i'm like what no, I'm not well, paying you Well, that's usually only, like, hardcovers. Because usually, uh, like, usually you're coming out Which is out what he buys. Trade. He prefers hardcovers. Fair enough. But usually, he doesn't buy, like, four-issue hardcovers. He buys, oh, like, okay. fucking omnibuses and shit well, like that. Well, yeah, I know he loves those, so. So, generally, he does come out ahead. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, because basically, like, if you say, like, let's say you're not getting the discount. If you're just getting, like, you're paying, like, four bucks per issue. Mm-hmm. And then the trade is, like, 15, bu- or like 15 bucks mm-hmm. for six issues. You're coming out way ahead. Like, yeah, yeah. I actually, I bought, and they'll be here tomorrow, um, I bought DC Rebirth and The Button, because when Doomsday Clock comes out, I want to have everything. And Amazon has it for super the, cheap. Like, the fucking Rebirth thing, where it's like, they released it, like the, the single issue, and it was reasonably priced, and then everything since, it's like, oh hey, here's this like, whatever the hell, how much thing, is like, oh, what's different? Nothing, you sucker! <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I, hey, I'm I'm new, I have to pick it up where, where it's at now, and Amazon had it for like 12 bucks, so I bought it. Yeah, see, that's psychotic. It's the only place to find it. Um, actually, no, Sarge's Comics in downtown New London had a copy of it for, I think it was like 40 bucks, the original. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not paying you 40 bucks for this. So I went on Amazon, and I was getting the button anyways, because they had the lenticular cover for only $13. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll take it, because the Toy Vault, the other... I actually like, 10 on Amazon, so... Nice. Toy Vault also had, um, had the button uh, lenticular cover, but they wanted cover price 20 bucks for it. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. But I bought both of them, because when Doomsday Clock comes out and I get all those issues, I can put all of them together and have everything um and i was so because i should have i should have i i would have been mad at myself but i should have done it they had all four covers all lenticular of the original issues like you've got for i think it was 25 bucks at comic-con and i was like 25 for four comics oh, i can't no and i'm happy i didn't because i got the trade for 13 so i saved myself money and it's less likely to get fucked up because these issues are fragile as shit so cool i'm happy but you know how I am. I, I I just I'm I'm an obsessive type of person. Like when I see something I really like, like Doomsday Clock, I want to have everything. I just want the Doomsday Clock stuff. And right now I'm narrowing it down to Doomsday Clock and Metal, so my costs are reasonable, and I'm not spending any money, and I'm getting cool shit. And I don't have any duplicates yet, but you do have duplicates. You have two. I have, of that I have a duplicate, versions. and that's because I didn't do my research. I just bought the first one I saw because it was the first day of collecting, and I got excited. Uh, <laughs> So I've calmed down since, and I've and I've centered <laughs> myself, and now I understand. But um, the point remains: the very first statement I ever said is that 
I I collect a lot of shit in whims. Like like I just said, I'm very obsessive short term. I'm a very short term obsessive. I'm like, I find something so cool that my next two months I can't think of anything but, and then I fade away. I have like 35 belt buckles of all these different cool shit. <laughs> never touched them again. I've got like 30 amiibos on the shelf. Never bought a new one since I started doing that. I've got fucking like a whole like. $100 worth of magic cards because I got into that for about two months and I never touched them. Like, that's my mentality is I, I find something, think it's so cool I have to spend. I have, I've spent like 300 bucks in the past two months on old video games because I wanted to collect classic video games. I don't know why. None of them are hooked up. Yeah, and you gave me that PlayStation 1. Like, I, they're, none of them are hooked up. They're just there because I went through a phase and I'm still kind of going through that when I was about to buy a GameCube. But anyways, <laughs> comics have been the only thing... Well, single issues is brand new, but trades has been the only thing that's stuck with me since Saratoga, which is longer than I've ever collected anything in my life. I don't even remember. Technically, my first trade ever was Watchmen, um, and that was uh, the greatest way to start anything ever, and that was like what I thought was yes great comics. No, because that's like that's like starting. It's like it's like like the first book you've ever read is like the best book of yeah, all time. Yeah, it's like your first, first job. You make fifty dollars an hour, and then I go down to minimum wage, and I'm like, I guess <laughs> I'm still making money, but uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I that was the first. But if I'm talking about like the first comic I ever, you know, really really got, I think me and you were together when I bought it, and I'm trying to think of what it was. Um, honest to God, it was probably Daredevil. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I, I have no idea. I mean, like, like I remember the first uh, graphic novel I ever owned was um, The Crow, but I I don't remember the first comic. No, I, I remember the first two comic books I ever had. I don't remember the first comic book I ever bought. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I won't be able to remember that because I bought single issues randomly here and there, and I've just yeah. picked them up over time. But I know my it's first trade. Like that's why like th- this tattoo mm-hmm. is the cover of the like one of the first two that I ever had because the two that the first two I ever had was this issue of Fantastic Four I can't remember the, the issue number but it's like it was like basically like the whole fucking Marvel universe against the Mole Man mm-hmm. like the cover has like Wolverine and the Fantastic Four and blah blah like it's like it's like everybody Ghost Rider like well do like you everybody. still have it probably at the house I grew up in I don't know I haven't oh, yeah. gotten my comics when I was a kid yet you really should. Um, but uh, and then like, the other one was uh, the first issue of the Justice League, which that when I was getting tattoos, that was my first thought. So I was like, "That's the, one of the first two comic books I ever owned." So that one's going to my arm right there. Yeah. So it's a Justice League fighting Starro, and actually, it's not, even why Starro was purple, even though on the original cover he was gray, mm-hmm. but the reprint that I had, he was purple, and that's mm-hmm. how I remember him. So I was just like, "That's the way it's going to be." Yeah. Um, so how many yeah. how many boxes do you have of comics? Just curious. I know uh, it's a lot. Uh, I've seen them. I just don't know how many. Give me a second. <laughs> Fourteen <laughs> of the long boxes, right? Not the medium yes. size. Yeah, of the long I'm boxes. Happy so, oh, they've just got long and small. Yes. Nice. Uh, that's thousands of comics. Not the point. Um, there's just something because I have... I hate myself so much. That's why I think it's funny. You're just like I want single issues. I'm just like yeah, enjoy that, bro. <laughs> like, like I no, I can't. Obviously, you've been doing this for years and years and years, but. I can't explain it. I have so many trades, and every time I get them, I'm like, ooh, I got the trade. Cool. It it doesn't feel like this. Like, I don't know why. This is... It, it's just... It's so much more unique, I guess, is what I'm going for. It's like when... Like, I go to the book barn all the time. It's my favorite comic book store, and I pick up old issues that people have traded in and out and this and that. 
new comics versus old comics, it's like, wow, this has been through some shit and I don't care. Whereas an old trade is like, you don't know how old it is. It's just a fucking book. It's so thick and dense that, like, it's impossible to damage it. These, ah, nice, nice, (laughs) boop. These age, though. So old, old comics that have been used a thousand times, they're really soft and, like, the pages are all flimsy and shit. Whereas this is, like, so firm and I'm smart and I bag and board them all. (laughs) Come on, nice, nice. And I bag and board them all. It can stay like this, you know, in theory forever. I don't know. It's just more rewarding that... It's not just something I'm throwing on a shelf. It's something I'm choosing to, you know, like maintain almost. It feels no, good. I, I, again, I'm not like it's what it's like. It's because like for long. I mean, I still have some shit that like like I have like Daredevil one. I have uh, the first two issues of Punisher. Um, like I have a lot of shit that's like I'm super. Like, I got the first issue of Inhumans. Like I have a lot of shit that's like. Like near and also, to put it on record for one more time, when you die, I get your comic collection. We've said this a thousand times. I'm sticking with it. That's fine. I don't. If you want to lug this motherfucking like yep, monstrosity yep. around, I got a truck. I'll throw them too. all in the back of there. I'll <laughs> strap it down heavy. I'll drive going like 20 miles under the speed limit with signs saying "Don't come near me," and then I will stop, park it, lie it all up, and Viking funeral myself with it. That way, we go down <laughs> together, but I go down with the comics. Um. But yeah, like I have like tons of, but it's just like. Um, like I, I mean, but it's like at a certain point, because like, when I was doing, like when I, basically when I accrued most of these, it was like the only, like, cause basically, like I had I collected comics when I was like a little little kid, like um, and then like, cause I had, like I basically would get like a five dollar, ten dollar, whatever it was, like a week allowance, yeah, and then like um, books were like two go, bucks then. Well, yeah, book. exactly. I would yeah. go to uh the newsstand. We didn't have a comic book store in my shitty town. And I would basically buy whatever, and it was like, it was fine. And then they got to the point where, like, you'd have like, these big epic crossovers, and it was like, I can't afford this. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I get, like, four like, books, and that's it? Well, that was, like, I mean, like, like the, the private, I think the, the example that kind of pushed me out of comics was, like, Age of Apocalypse, which I love, and I have, like, the omnibus of it and everything, mm-hmm. but it was like, I was, like, a child, essentially, and I'm like, I don't have the money for all of this. Like, yeah. you replaced the entire X-Men line for, like, a few, like, I wasn't collecting every X-Men book, so, but now I have to, to follow this fucking story. Like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? It's kind of um, like, kind of like, well, that's what I was talking to Tommy about it, or not Tommy Edwin about it, because this one, Dark Knight's Metal, which we will get to in a minute, cross it is crosses over so much more than most things there's already been four you know legit there's already been four that are out and then there's another one two three four five and technically six but i don't know if that's one of their like uh uh, batman-y ones so there's at least five more so nine crossovers is a lot for dc lately it seems like well i mean in fairness uh dc has always been kind of They've okay for a while. Marvel was actually okay in terms of containing. It was it was uh, Joe Quesada that when he came on as editor in chief uh, was basically it was like one of his edicts was like when we're doing an event, mm-hmm. all you need is in that event. Yes, it's like if you want to get tie-ins, like they'll they'll be out there and like they'll give you more stuff, but all the actual story will be in this event. Um, and then just like so, it's like just buy what you want and buy what you can afford. Yeah. And then as soon as he was gone, it became the fucking bullshit of like everything's crossing over and everything. Yeah. And it's just like I don't fucking like it's like I don't care anyway about Secret Empire. So like 
you're basically just poisoning books that I do care about yeah. by making it's them like, crossover. It's like the DC Empire. shows. Like when Flash had crossovers, I actually just usually skipped the episode because I didn't watch any of the other CW well, I stuff. I liked their crossovers. No, no, like, no. I'm nice. saying they yeah. did it really well. Like I could just, I could just skip that week, come back next week, and we were back to Flash. Yay, moving on. Like it wasn't this big hold. Oh, they changed the whole show, and now I have to watch four hours of other bullshit just to know what's going on. No, I just skipped that episode. Moving on. That's kind of how they do their comics, it seems. Well, and then, like, like, but DC, like, I will say, like, it's basically ever since kind of, like, because Dan DiDio's been there for basically as long as Quesada. It just, he stayed on, whereas uh, Quesada's now, like, the chief creative officer for Marvel. Basically, he has Jeff Johns' job. Okay. Um, but um, the whole thing is that basically uh, DiDio, and I mean probably Jeff Johns as well, because it was always kind of a Jeff Johns thing, was always kind of like... Um, you could just read Flashpoint and get everything you needed from Flashpoint. Yep. Like, you could just read Forever Evil and get all you needed from Forever Evil. Like, you could just read Blackest Night and get all you need from Blackest Night. Like, it's like, even though that was just, like, a Green Night, it's like, basically, like, it was always kind of, at most, you'd have, like, two books. Like, when it was, like, during Secret, uh, I'm sorry, the Sinestro Corps War, um, you'd have to be reading Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps to kind of get everything. But even then, like, I'm just like, it was always kind of very easy to, to deal with. It was digestible, um, yeah. It was just like, oh, okay, yeah. this and this, got it. Or this, this, so, and like, this, got it. So, so metal, like, the fact that, like, I mean, I think it's like, I, I do like the uh, individual, like, uh, Batman tie-ins, but, like, uh, Cardinal is, like, all about, like, the other... I picked up two of them, yeah. I picked up, because I can't find the other ones or else I'd have them all because I'm kind of in it right now. Uh, I picked up Nightwing and Green Arrow. I'm missing Suicide Squad and Teen Titan right now. Um... Everything I'm reading online about them is is exactly what you and Kevin Cardinal is saying. They're really good, but you don't got to read them. Yeah, there's I no wasn't reason saying to read that. Them. I haven't read them. So no, like... you're the one, no, no. He's saying they're really good, and you're saying, eh, I don't need to read them. The story is consistent yeah. without reading them. Like, I'm still getting DC Metal, so um, I am going to read them, of course, just because I'm me. And uh, they even, like, some of the covers, like this one has the the nightwing one has the batman who laughs on it up in the corner uh and the green arrow one has more of the batman who laughs because apparently the tie-ins is all the batman who laughs so which will lead me into metal so this is why i wanted to talk about it now so you you said it's not over yet we shouldn't talk about it but that was not what i said <laughs> you said uh, it doesn't make that much sense we should wait till it's over something like that the exact quote mostly there was a, there was a lot of dots and flabbergasting yes that's true too that's true too so, just for the quick skinny to lay down what DC Metal is. So, there's the multiverse, and uh, what underneath that, quote-unquote, underneath it, okay. they describe Basically, it as let me, let me, it. let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, Okay. Basically, what DC Dark Knight's Metal is, is it's the continuation of Jeff John, or I'm sorry, of uh, Scott Steiner and Greg Capullo's Batman run, which um, it's actually kind of an adjunct to stuff that should have like because basically like that whole run should have ended with endgame i think they intended to end it with endgame mm -hmm. but as kevin pointed out it was like the whole thing of like it'd be kind of shitty to leave for the next writer to be like oh yeah bat like bruce wayne's dead and the joker's dead have fun yeah like um because that was the whole thing Hope i remember you're like, creative there was, there was a whole thing with uh bendis and brubaker where basically like um he was talking i guess he was talking to brubaker because he knew brubaker was taking over and I guess Brubaker was like, the only way this story makes sense is if you end up with, like, Matt in jail. And then, like, he's like, 
do you want to do that? Because like, I was going to do that, but I didn't want to leave somebody in that position. But I was like, if you're interested in doing that, he's like, it's all yours. That's where I was going to go with it. But I'm just not go. I didn't want to leave somebody in lurks like that. Yeah. And he was like, no, totally. I'll pick up those threads. And that thing is like, what they ended up doing was they then did like, I can't remember how many months, um, the, the, the super heavy arc where basically Jim Gordon was in like a big fucking like mecha suit and being Batman. And like, the interesting stuff that was kind of like the edges of the story were basically like Bruce Wayne and because basically the whole thing is that Bruce Wayne and the Joker killed each other around this substance Dionysium um, that basically brought them both back but they didn't remember who they were by the end of uh, their original run they had kind of returned to where they like they basically had kind of reclaimed their spots if you will mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically Tom King took over or whatever but and then Scott Snyder's continuing to write all-star Batman, but it's not in continuity, so it's kind of its own thing. Yeah. Um, and then Dark Knight's uh, Metal is basically, like, taking, like, all the kind of the threads that he had left there and being, like, it's like, okay, when Batman was exposed to Dionysium, like, something definitely happened. And also, Duke being exposed has given him metahuman powers, and, like, there's all this different stuff. So basically, it's, like, this whole thing of Batman kind of getting to the point where it's like a lot of shit in his life is about to like basically come crashing down on his head. And part of that includes the dark Knights, which are basically like, if you will, the, uh, if you took every member of the justice league, made them Batman and then put them like in front of a funhouse mirror. Like that's yeah. basically what the dark Knights are. So the, so the way, and let me, now let me get mine in there. So, the multiverse on top, underneath it, because they keep using the explanation of down here and up there and all that kind of stuff. So underneath it is the dark multiverse, and that is has been around just as long forever till the end of time. And it is the culmination of everything. So in your head, when you fear something or think something's really bad, guess what? That creates a world in the dark multiverse. Shit goes to hell, and that world eventually collapses and Wait, dies. Pause. I will just I will just point out that this is based on the multiversal theory. Yes. Where basically, like every time you make a decision. Uh, the other decision you could have made is basically sprung off into a different universe, yep. and that's why there's an infinite multiverse. But yes, go ahead. and if it's something negative or something bad or scary or whatever, they exp- they use fear as the main one, but whatever. Um, in the dark multiverse, a, a world is uh, created, and that world is destined to die. Everything in the dark multiverse ends in a terrible fashion. That's the whole point of it, and there's one person, Barbados, who is aware Bar- of this? I think it's supposed to be Barbatos. Barbat, prop. Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is aware of this and has this great, wonderful plan to break through to the multiverse and take it over so that they're no longer in a world that com- just, you know, is constantly in decay. And the plan is using Batman, and it's this bat tribe, and we could get into the whole nitty gritty of it. And if you want to, I'm more than happy to. But what you get is, yeah. Batman in each of those universes, and they really—I actually read an interview um, that Scott Snyder did about what they were, what what he hopes people take away from it. So we went to the panels, and the, him and Greg Capullo were fucking hilarious and wonderful, and they kept talking about how crazy it is. Like, there's a baby dark side, and people cheered at that. Like, why would you cheer at that? That makes no sense. Why would someone write a baby dark side? So in this interview, he's talking about that kind of stuff was fun to write, and it's like. It, it, it was what kept the story alive, but what he hopes you take away from it is Batman's a really fucked up person, and let's dig into his psyche. What would happen if he thought this, this, or the other? So there's, you know, the Superman Batman, quote-unquote, is actually a doomsday Batman. He injected himself with doomsday DNA to take over, the, uh, to beat Superman and win, which obviously drove him 
fucking insane. He murdered everything. Or well, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a like take on a guy. I told you about it recently, like the whole Tower of Babel thing. Yes, where basically like Batman had a contingency for every member of the Justice League. So basically, the whole idea of kind of the Dark Knights is basically like if essentially that contingency. Mm-hmm became basically took on form essentially Mm -hmm. as they took took on uh like human form yeah which they do it in some pretty fucking cool ways like the red death for example was brutal he he straight murders barry and fuses bodies with him they disintegrate going through the speed force and it's wonderful the newest one which we neither of us have read yet is called drowned is the aqua woman batman uh thing and it's not necessarily him like killing him and taking over his powers uh, it's it, it's hard to explain. Well, no, yeah, when they read the like the whole thing is um, like my favorite of them is Dawnbreaker, because it really reads like a traditional like Green Lantern story at first. Yep. Because basically it's like because basically if you ever read if you ever read like really any Green Lantern story but, like especially like Hal Jordan's origin story like the whole thing is basically like he ends up because he's worthy he is basically he gets the ring he can overcome great fear. And the whole thing is basically like young Bruce Wayne. Of course, he overcame great fear. Like, cause yeah. it's like he. That's how he became the Batman. Yeah, and then like my favorite moment, I told you about like, when I was reading. Cause basically, I was reading this when we were in line at Comic Con for one of the panels, and um, when uh, he's trying to kill Joe Chill, and the ring stops him, and it's just like it's like lethal force not able, blah blah blah, and it's just like error, like willpower one twenty percent, like error, willpower one hundred forty percent, like error, like willpower, like whatever, and it's like willpower like three hundred percent, it's like lethal force authorized, and it's just like him basically like doing kind of even worse than what Sinestro ever did. Because yeah. Sinestro basically just enslaved people, but he never, mm-hmm. like, killed anybody um, until, like, he was actually full-blown Sinestro. But, like... Um, this is right from the jump, though. This was no yeah, build. Exactly. It was just like, I have this in me. And that's the whole point of the Dark Multiverse is Batman yeah. has... He wants to avenge his parents so badly, but he has a moral code. Well, guess what? In this universe, not so much. Uh... Or the Flash one, he wants to save everyone. And Flash is like, I've tried being everyone once and I can't do it. And Batman says something snarky I can't remember. Um, and then he takes the speed force from Barry. Uh, it's it's Batman unleashed. It's Batman let go of anything that holds him back, which is just so hardcore. And uh, they come over, do a bunch of cool shit, uh, and start killing people nonstop. But uh, if you want to explain some more of the story, we can. I wanted to get more into the speculation and question side of things because... It's hard to dissect the story more than... Because we, we don't have it all. So, uh, yeah, that we should say that. It's on issue three. There has been four uh, tie-ins that explain different Batmans. There's been the Red Death, which is Flash Batman. There's been the newest one, Drowned, which is Aqua Woman Batman, because in that universe it's flipped. Uh, there's been Murder Machine, which is Cyborg Batman. And there's been the Dawnbreaker Green Lantern Batman. So we still have three more, correct? Four more? Three more? should be One. three more because basically the whole thing is like the just league it's always like the magnificent seven like sometimes there's more sometimes there's less but yeah I'm more often at the, than not it's seven i'm looking at the front cover so we still don't have the batman who laughs wonder woman batman or doomsday batman so definitely so, those three and there was one in the list i think it's called um batman lost which i have no idea what that's gonna be but that sounds fun so we've only got four of them we got three more to go so we don't know all the batman the at the forefront of all of DC Metal and the tie-in so far is the Batman Who's Laughs, who is obviously, as of right now, my favorite. How could it not be? Batman finally kills the Joker in this universe, because he always, that's something they play with, that was one of Scott Snyder's big themes, is that they're going to fight forever, because neither of them are going to do it. 
And uh, well, except for Endgame, where they do kill each other. Yeah, but, but that was that was exactly it was kill each other. It wasn't the yeah. Batman going, "Hey, I took you out," because he wouldn't do that. It was like, "Well, if I'm going down, you're going down with me." So, uh, when he kills the Joker, there's a poison, toxin, serum, whatever in the Joker's heart that turns the next person into the Joker. In theory, it drives them insane and gives them that sort of bad day thing. So. Uh, that Batman's fucking awesome. He's got a bunch of crazy demon Robins on leashes, and he looks like he's really into BDSM. And uh, he does. He's so leathered out, man. It's crazy. Um, but anyways, what I was going to say is, since we're only three issues in, we haven't gotten a ton of exposure to the other Batmans aside from the tie-ins as far as the actual main metal storyline. Yeah. And he's running it. He's the leader of the group, and he's the main contact like, point. He, he's the Batman analog because basically it's like as you said there's the flash batman that's yeah. uh there's the wonder woman batman there's the whatever like the batman batman is the joker like the, the, the batman it's who the double it's the double batman yeah exactly which leads me to a few questions though because me and edwin were talking about it today so just off the jump i know you like Dawnbreaker the most which of well, so these... far i don't i haven't i haven't gotten all of them yet, yeah no so no like... so that's what i'm saying that's my question so because we don't have the story, I guess we won't talk about the actual one through six metal right now. But of what you know of all of them, or fucking throw out anything that anyone's wrote for them and just go off the pictures and what you see and what like ideal sticks to you, which Batman, besides the Batman who laughs, is the most interesting to you, like stands out to you in such a hard way? Um, obviously, I really liked the uh, Dawnbreaker issue. He um, looks weird. But... He looks like an old guy. But he... Uh... But no, like of like just purely aesthetically, I think uh, basically like Doomsday Batman is is pretty fucking and cool. He's, well, he's huge, and he's still he's not technically wearing armor, but the way the spikes form around him, you know, Doomsday's got all that shit yeah. protruding from, him, makes it kind of look like it. Like his ears go up like the bat horns and shit. Yeah. He's pretty damn cool. I'm very interested because we haven't read it yet. I'm very interested in the Aqu- Aquaman batman because it's a woman like that I, I don't know how they're gonna explain it in that like the very first when you first open it um it's i'll just tell you the first page and a half it's a bunch of words you know talking you know this great dialogue about i'm gonna destroy everything yada yada and it's uh aqua what, what do i call him is there a name just, just say drowned jesus yeah drowned we'll call him drowned um it shows her show up and say i'm gonna kill the whole world by drowning it and then it shows a rather beat down aquaman and i can't remember her name right now his lady mara mara Mara. Mara. so right from the jump it's not like i'm stealing your powers it's not like i'm abusing you this this or that it's just i am what i am so that one might be the one that interests me the most if not wonder woman batman looks freaking awesome like this hardcore blue armor this badass huge sword it's the biggest of them all besides doomsday which uh, I think is a cool way to take it because you could obviously go all like sexy Amazonian Batman, but they didn't. They went the other way. Indeed. Well, yeah, no, I mean, that thing is like, I, from a purely aesthetic standpoint, I think that the Devastator, I think his name was, uh, is the most interesting visually, but I really liked, I mean, also because like, um, when I named my top five characters, or my top five superheroes, it's it depends on the day whether number five is Captain America or Green Lantern, but like uh, they both mean a lot to me. And Green Lantern like is something that like I always really related to. Like, I think it's funny. You like, like Kyle Rayner? That's yeah, your, that's, that's your Green Lantern. It's actually I was gonna show you. 
Um, that was what actually when I got to their day. They finally started. I'm really, really glad DC started doing it. They finally started re- releasing like 90s comics and trades. So like, I have the first Kyle Rayner trade. Um, I have on pre-order the uh, first Peter, Peter David Aquaman David, yeah. trade. I got issue I, number six now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I have all the issues. I just don't. I don't have them in trades. Oh, I, I didn't know you had the issues. That's. I thought that was in that lull when you stopped collecting. It was, but I tracked them down. That oh, that's right. You bought them on eBay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. The, the t- and then the other, actually, the other thing I bought, the run on eBay that they're finally releasing, is uh, uh, DNA's Legion run is finally coming out. Ah. Um, but yeah, I grew up with Kyle Rayner. That's why I always thought it was funny. Like, like um, my dad was always like such a douchebag about like that. Basically, like Hal Jordan is the only true. And I'm like, nope, because that's gonna enter. And yeah, I'm reading that and, book, so it exists. <laughs> me and Edwin and this other guy at the toy vault, whose name I don't remember, which is rude because he's super awesome. Uh, got into an argument today about Barry Allen versus Wally West, and it—it's just one of those things. You're, I mean, when well, you create I grew multiple up with Wally West, yeah, you so. love Wally. Uh, yes. When you create multiple characters, that's going to happen. And War of the Flashes is going to be ridiculously cool. But um, and I Flash. That's that's the third one. I think I told you that Flash is in my pull box too. So um, oh, yeah, I think it's funny. Is like I feel. Like, I swear to God, everybody who likes Barry didn't actually grow up with Barry. No, no, they didn't. When I was a fucking kid, like the reason that Barry was interesting was because Barry was like a martyr essentially. Like he died in the most glorious way to protect everybody. And like, there's like that classic fucking thing, Christ on infinite earths, mm-hmm. like his face is basically melting behind the mask. He's, he's disintegrating from speed. Yeah. It's like, that joke. was, it was like, it was a character that meant so much more in death than he ever did in life. Yeah. And then because Jeff Johns was successful bringing back Hal Jordan, and he definitely was, because it made me like Hal Jordan for the first time in my life. Yeah. Um, not more than Kyle, but I do really like Hal now. Um, like he was just like, well, I'll bring back Barry too, and I'm just like, could you fucking not? And then like people he are did. liking it. Well, no, and it took a while. I think I think I don't think anyone really gave a shit until like I mean I guess Jeff Johns' run was fine, like with Barry, but like um, Bushaletto, the one that I made you buy, uh, mm-hmm. Bushaletto and Menopool's run, mm-hmm. is the first time that he was even reasonably interesting. Yeah, but like I feel like the main reason people like Barry is because of the fucking TV show. Like, oh so my god like, yeah that show is people are so i have arguments with people at work all the time who are like they should have cast him in justice league i'm like shut up like it's different it's different well that's the thing is i'm like i like grant gustin as barry he's fine but like, it's, it's like the same thing they did on um the original flash tv show in like the 90s that i watched with my brother when i was a kid is they basically gave somebody wally's character mm-hmm. which was actually interesting but named him Barry Allen because okay. they had like this fidelity to like he's the Flash, he's yeah. Barry Allen. I'm just like, yes, but he sucks. Like he is awful. He's who the most wrote... boring goddamn character. Wasn't it Jeff Johns who wrote Flashpoint? Yes. Okay, because Flashpoint is super dope and makes me like Barry Allen a little bit too. Oh, totally. I mean, again, I I don't think that like I don't dislike Barry Allen most of the time. I just think he's boring as fuck. Like. Okay. It's like, that's like when my favorite part of Rebirth obviously is Dr. Manhattan, but like my second favorite part is when they brought back original Wally. Because that was the one thing that pissed me off when they did uh, New 52, when they did a completely different Wally West. I'm like, you sons of bitches! Kid, kid How Flash, could you take right? This Wa- me? Like, uh, yeah. okay. Black Wally. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a different thing. Oh, th- Black there's Wally a was new- third Wally? Black Wally is New 52 Wally. Okay. Um, 
Ginger Wally is uh, the original Kid Flash. That, yes. like, that was because like, yeah. So, but yeah, he was the one that was that was a Flash my entire childhood. Yes. So and they why, just like, kept going on about how like yeah, Wally was the one who perf- mastered the Speed Force and this. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, he's faster or was faster, and now it's debate. I don't know. Um, it doesn't matter. The Flash is is very smarter, and he's and he's sacrifice. He's sacrificial. He's more heroic. I mean, Wally does it to be cool because Wally's the cool. He's the cool speedster. He's the, he's the fun kind of jive turkey ass. Mu- Wait, no, that's bad. I'm not good yeah. <laughs> at this slang. Okay, I'm a young white man. It doesn't work. But, uh, no. Well, the thing is, like, Wally was a guy who was constantly trying to live up to Barry. Like that's the thing. Like again, Barry was way more interesting in death than he ever yeah, was in life. Yeah. Like, as an example of heroism, it was like, wow, what a great character. And then, like, you, like, bring the character, and then the Jeff sounds like, we're bringing him back. It's just like, I didn't want you to do that. Like, that's not what I said when I said positive things about Barry. Yeah. If I could take them back so you can keep him <laughs> dead, I'd be happy with that. I like him. Um, but again, I'm, fine, a, I'm but... a new comic fan. No, you're right. And it is all about when you got into it. And it's it, it's just like with anything the first it's like when i listen to for example my favorite metallica song is the unforgiven 2 and people are well no it's no leaf clover and then it's the unforgiven 2 and people are like the unforgiven 2 sucks i'm like it's the very first metallica song i ever heard it's what made me even start listening to them like i heard it and i was just like what is this what there's a band that does this kind of oh my god it's so great what they have other music wait they have 13 other albums saying anger let me check this out like it was just (laughs) that was just but that's what i mean is like obviously it's not their best song like you ask anyone and it's not but it's really not (laughs) it's what got me in so for you and you will argue to the end that wally is the better flash and that's wonderful because he's what got you in. I'm not saying either is better i'm just saying the one i prefer it's the one you yes better to you and um so in that respect like all of these different people are super cool. And right now, I love Barry because when I jumped into comics, I, I barely know who Wally West is. He's this little kid who runs around with the Teen Titans. That's all I know. That's all I got. I haven't even read anything. That's all I got. Whereas with Barry, I have all this stuff that's available to me. But that that sidebarred us real hard. So let me come back because I had a question me and Edwin were talking about today. So first question is... It's not... It's actually like a four-parter. Oh, yeah. I, I realized the book's right here. Yeah. What book's right there? Ah, nice. I have to go on the... I'm, I'm really excited for holidays and hope that Amazon does, like, more sales on comic books and shit. Uh, trades. Is... I'll just ask. Who do you think Barbados, or Barbados, or whatever, is? Do you think it's an actual godly figure, this own thing, that it's a new character, yada, yada, or do you think it could be more than that? I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, to me... The way I've been picturing him, you haven't seen it yet because you haven't read uh, Blackest Night. Um, I'm picturing him as being kind of like Necron, but I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, but I do feel like he's going to be like a legit, like basically like, I like basically the, the not necessarily the god of the multi of the dark multiverse, but like if if he turns out to be like the anti monitor of the dark multiverse, I wouldn't be surprised. Like. Okay. So on that kind of level, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. But you think it's its own character? It's not like a twist on anything. It's it's. I don't think so. It wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't. Sh- I wouldn't be shocked if it turned out to be like, uh, instead of um, basically basically like the the extra one of basically being pure like basically uh pure id Batman instead of being man who Batman who laughs. It's 
like evil it's version. literal batman batman it's yeah, as it opposed to joker yeah. batman it's batman batman yeah it wouldn't surprise me but like i don't think necessarily that can't mean what i said either so yeah, like, i guess we'll see but yeah i definitely think that like he i mean he clearly has a lot of because basically the whole thing is like the thing that kevin had mentioned i think was that like basically it's not even like just picking up the threads of like scott snyder and greg pulo's batman run it's basically picking up basically every fucking DC thread of the last 20 years. Because yeah. they're even bringing in, like, Hawkman stuff from, like, Jeff Yeah, Trump's they're Hawkman really... Run. That's, like... I mean, the first, the entire first issue, I was a little bit lost. Because I was like, I don't under... What is... Go-? Or not the first issue, um, Forge. Yeah. Uh, and then as casting in the first issue moved on, I got more into it. Which, oh my god, I was not ready for it. Because I didn't read the end of Scott Snyder's run. So I didn't know whatever happened to the Joker. It turns out he's locked up in Batman's basement because he's freaking well, hardcore. One of them is because that was a whole that was a revelation yeah. at the end. Was basically that there's three Jokers. Yes, which they haven't touched on yet, and they could continue to play with it, and they probably will, and that's awesome. But that blew my mind when they did that, and it's the Joker down there. I knew it was the Joker the minute someone started talking to uh, uh, Hal and Duke. Like the minute there was dialogue that they couldn't understand, I was like, "That's the fucking Joker." Oh my god! And then I like started doing that thing where you're like not looking at the pictures as much as you should, and you're just reading the text <laughs> to get through. So I went back and watched because I have the two phases. I watched you and Kevin both read comics, and everyone does it a little bit different. But I'm like, I take like a minute on each panel, not page. Like I'm just like, what's in the background? That's cool. If it's all black, I'm okay, moving on. But like I look really deep. Um, and I noticed you will like read relatively quick, but then then relook over the page. Like you'll read the page and then look at the page. And Kevin will do the exact opposite. He'll look over the whole page and then read it through. And I was like, wait, what? You're spoiling it for yourself. Don't do that. Um, so, anyways, that well, that's when- like the whole thing. I, I can't remember who it was that said it, but they were like um, asking if you should read, uh, if you should look at the pictures first or read the uh, dialogue first. Mm-hmm. And they were like, honestly, it's like watching a movie with subtitles. Like, whichever works for you. Yeah, like, just wherever your eyes go, let them go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm I'm more meticulous in the in the individual panels. But when it got to that moment, I was just like, oh god, oh god, oh god. And then the text, the the word bubbles even change. They go from the smooth, like, hey, it's a voice out here, to the like, oh my god, this is what they always use for the Joker. And then as they zoom in on like a cage or a prison or whatever the hell you want to call, it, I was like, this is it. This is ha- it's happening right now. So, which leads me to my point. Barbados, Barbados, Bar. I just feel weird saying Bados, so I have to say it again, like the the island, and it's just. Anyways, Barb's. Uh, so Barbara. She, so what I think is actually that would be interesting. Girl, <laughs> that would be pretty fun. Like cool. <laughs> just like super pissed that the this you is accidentally you accidentally discovered the twist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's been the whole time. It's the killing joke version of Barbara. She gets pissed that Joker paralyzed her, and she finds a way into the negative force and becomes. Barbara Bados. And uh, that would be dope. So, what I was thinking, because when I read the uh, Red Death, which I read at work today, don't tell anybody, shush, shush, shush. And it shows Batman, Red Death Batman, uh, zooming through and killing all the villains uh, in a really cool, like, one page thing. Doesn't show him kill the Joker, though. So then, uh, you know, the, the, the Death Machine, or whatever it's called, um, Murder I can't, Machine. Murder Machine. Doesn't show him killing the villains. Okay, moving on. Dawnbreaker, guess what? Not killing the Joker. The only one that has any tie to the Joker currently is the Batman Who Laughs, obviously. I mean, how else would it happen? So, 
I started being like, and especially the way it all opens, it's only the Batman who laughs who's talking the whole time. Um, what if, and it wouldn't happen, but what if Barbados was the, like, a version of the Joker from the Negative Zone who, because he has, like, a, a form of not super... Not the Negative s- Zone. Negative Zone is completely... Oh, yeah. Negative God, no, no, not the Negative Zone. Not the Negative Zone. Uh, uh, the Dark, dark Multiverse. multiverse. <laughs> What if it's a version? Because the Joker has like super sanity, and even the Joker in this—well, that's that's a that's a uh, yeah worse yeah sorry, fear. but that's not legit. But. but he has a different way of thinking. Um, this version of the Joker in the normal multiverse knew some shit was not supposed to be the way it was, and he even says that line like, "You thought I was the bad guy, but it turns out I was the good guy this time," and he disappears and yada yada. I think there's a connection there. I could be completely wrong, and I probably am, but. A, Scott Snyder loves the Joker, and he's great at writing that stuff. He's really good at it, and it's phenomenal. And why else would you pick the Joker who, or the Batman who laughs as your main point of contact, the only one you're working through? Like, and they don't show uh, Bat- the Red Death Killing. I think that in some way, the Joker tapped into the Dark Multiverse and, and started this plan, because he's eternal, you know, you don't know how old he is, yada yada. So in this version, he could in theory be eternal as well. And he's the one controlling this whole thing. They'll never show you the face. He's got the really bony things. If you look at the physical stature of the Batman who laughs and Barbados, super similar as far as like their body. I, that's my theory is that it's the Joker. If it is, it'll be kind of corny that they just went with that. But I would lose my face. You, but you can't say that because that's like saying like if you were basically writing like a fucking like biblical addendum and you're like. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they made it Lucifer that John had to take on. Like, <laughs> okay, you're, it's like, no, you're 100% it's, correct. It's Batman <laughs> Joker. They are the never-ending back and forth, so it would work, and I'm rooting for it. Edwin was like, no, that ain't happening. That's not it at all. And he, and he, I'm honestly, my, I'm like 10% on the fact that it could happen, but I like that idea. No, that's the thing. Should it's I like, call Scott? Because he likes to talk on the phone. We learned about that. Should I call him? <laughs> that's okay. Okay, well, I could try. I'll tweet at him. Hey man, give me a jingle. I've got ideas. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, no. I mean, like, I mean they, if everyone might be that's what I'm saying. Like, it's still so early in the story that it's, it's hard so to, crazy like, to say it's so early. We're halfway. There's only three more. I don't understand well, yes, this story. But there's not two months until the next one, anyway. So yeah, no, like, it's it's a long time, and these tie-ins will not be enough to suffice. But luckily, every week I have at least two comics in my pull box, so I will be distracted by just the sheer excitement of being like, oh, I have oh, another one. Like I'm just gonna be swimming in it. And the Flash, uh, I just that run just started with him um, starting to tamper with the negative speed force powers. So I jumped into that at the very beginning of that arc um, for my pull box. So that'll be fun to follow. And oh, dude. What? Well, that reminds me, like, it's funny because you mentioned that, cause, like, that was, like, the whole thing. I think I told you before where, like, Kevin Smith was basically, when he was talking about, basically, it was, they were talking about him, but they were about, like, lateness in general in comics that existed yeah. for, like, a long time in the 2000s. And he was just, like, like well, when I was going to comic book stores, like, if they didn't have, like, the book that I was, like, looking for, you know, now, yeah, whatever, I would just buy another book. And I'm like, well, yeah, motherfucker, of course people are buying other books. It's just the fucking principle of, like, I still want to fucking read the rest of it. It's not just because, like, other books exist and I'm like, wow, I really don't care if Watchmen 12 comes out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're 100% right. But um, I'm I'm very distractible. So it works for me, and I will continue to be a sucker to this sort of scheme. But, yeah, just I think all in all, all these Batmans are very... Um, 
First off, I think it's weird Batman's following orders from Batman. I think that's weird. I feel like even he wouldn't do that. So that's another well, they reason. they all share a common, like, that's the thing. Like, if they're all Batman, then they have a, obviously a common way of thinking. So that's what makes this story so hard, and that's what got me to finally sell Tommy on a Batman story because he hates Batman because he's a fool. Uh, so they all have a common thread, right? Just like Batman in the Justice League, he's trying to save something, and yet he still always has that contingency plan you're talking about. Or... As we found out from DC Metal, the past few years, he's had a, just a completely different job entirely. He's just been searching other stuff without their knowledge. So I feel like it would be too surface to say that they're all just, yeah, let's team up and take down this world. Like, something's got to happen, and Scott and Greg are good enough to make it work in a like proper sense. Something's got to give in the sense that it's more intense than just them going, yeah, I want out. Because that's not Batman to me. So... I, that's why the Joker makes even more sense to me. A god wouldn't be enough. Batman questions gods. That's what he does. He's like, fuck you, you're not. So it being someone who... In, in fairness, he seemed pretty excited to be a god when he was a god during the okay. whole new god storyline. Yeah, but that's because he's egotistical like crazy. That's why he questions <laughs> gods, but then don't question him as god. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to have it be his upper hand, the dark version of Joker, that's, that's really selling me. But I do like the idea. The only thing I don't like about it being an entirely new character is the potential for him to come back. <laughs> I'm like, this story is so cool that if you make it something relatable like a character we already know, it makes it more like digestible to play with. Whereas if you make it this brand new supervillain, you can't just drop it. There's no such thing as a one-and-done villain. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there are. But it's less popular, and I don't know how you could do the Dark Multiverse over again with that kind of set up so but if you're gonna make that argument like i never thought they could do another crisis on infinite earths but then jeff john did with infinite crisis yeah so jeff like, can do anything that's another that's another really dangerous thing i'm in that phase right now where remember my frank miller phase well guess what <laughs> i'm in a jeff john's phase where i'm like good oh, that's his like name's the best on there phase. oh god his name's on there put in a bag it's my alan i'm still doing it with alan moore the minute i see I you bought, should do it with alan, alan yeah. moore is the only guy who never really like fell off like frank miller has has bad become stuff. really like at this point i don't even bother because <laughs> i'm just like oh christ like uh like cardinal still buys like he bought like uh the dark knight three the master race oh yep yep i was like I didn't even buy Dark Knight 2, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I was, I was good. Like, um, where Alan Moore never really fell off, he just kind of stopped doing as much yeah, stuff. Yeah, he, just, he of... just chose to focus on other stuff and yet still put yeah. quality work into it. Like, I just bought League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Black Dossier. So now I have the first three trades of that, which that's not technically... He's uh, releasing the last one this coming year, I believe. It's still going on? or it's... Well, he, they, they do it when they feel like it. They, they, oh. It's him and Kevin O'Neill. They just but do whatever the fuck they feel like when they feel like, like it. But it's a, it's a new story, or it's just the old stuff yeah. that they're giving in trades? Oh, okay, it's a new story. Oh, yeah. oh my God, yeah. that's crazy. Okay, um, but with that being said, yes, I'm in a, a minor Jeff Johns phase where I'm just like, if I see something with his you, name like, on it, I take it. Jeff Johns' Flash run, Jeff Johns' uh, Green, Green Lantern, Lantern run especially. I have two of them, yep. Yeah, you have three of them. You have oh, Rebirth, I did get the. You have I was just Sinestro, thinking, did I have, get the third one? I don't. You didn't get Blackest Night, but you have Secret Origin. Oh, so you're right. Yep, yep, yep. I need Blackest um, And then, um, yeah, cause I don't. I don't think you could read the end of Sinestro Core War and not be super stoked for Blackest <laughs> Night. Because um, that, that was actually that was one of those things where it's like the end of Sinestro Core War. It was like they tease the Blackest Night. They they show the other core exist. And they show like basically like zombie hands coming out of the earth with like the black the black rings on, mm. and I'm like, why the fuck isn't this out right fucking now? <laughs> um, 
but, yeah, but with like Johns, Jeff he's Johns, pretty on schedule, so you didn't have to wait too long. Oh no, totally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Jeff Johns, like pretty much anything you pick up from Jeff Johns is more like the only t- the only thing I didn't think was consistently amazing was his Justice League run, but like the backups, the Shazam story was fantastic. So like that yeah. that kept me going for like, the longest time because his Shazam story was worth even the book being wobbly. Yeah. But like most of what Jeff Johns writes, like is still it's even his mediocre stuff is still pretty good like it's 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 above par for the average person it's like yeah you're writing what you consider to be your good book that's my day off like that's my i'm kind of slacking a little bit that's the and that's why i thought was funny was that like um when he uh took over a chief creative officer and they were basically like okay uh one book at most is what you're writing (laughs) because that was the whole thing is originally he was writing like four or five like and then like um it, when he, he got more responsibility around the time he was running, it was like Just League and Aquaman. And then they were like, two books, Jeff. And he was just like, so basically he would always, why Aquaman ended up getting dropped because then he had to move on to something else. So he's like, he was only allowed to do one thing at a time. So what's he doing now besides Doomsday? That's it. That's oh, right now that's it. Okay. Because he's literally right now, not only is he chief creative officer, he's also in charge of, he's basically the Feige of DC movies. Yeah. So, like, he literally, like, the fact that they're letting him write at all is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is, and thank God it's this. Um, but which yeah. leads us into the final section of the show. We didn't play the games because we played the game with the Batman questions that I was asking and picking your brain with. So, uh, and we're already at an hour. This got out of hand. I just love talking about comics so much. If we could do this every time, I'd be down. We won't. We won't. We'll, we'll, we'll do, like, 80% and then a few fluffers because Rick and Morty will come back eventually. It, it is coming back. So... Last question is, if you listen to a single episode of Gifted Punksters, you know that Batman's coming up. So if you listen to a single episode of this, you know the Watchmen's probably going to come up. So my question to you is, I was getting into a discussion with another guy, and I'm this is a yes or no answer, and then I've got questions. There is no crossovers for Doomsday Clock, correct? Not that I'm aware of. No. It is 1 through 12. Boom, boom, boom. To the best of my knowledge, yes. And it takes place in the Watchmen universe, not the DC universe, correct? Which is technically... No, they're both. Yeah, but, that was that was what the ending of Rebirth was. Yes, was, it, it opened up the 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 possibility for them to cross, which is cool, and you have shit going on. But I, if I remember at the panel, and I'm probably not remembering correctly, he said this is it's them coming over. It's it's Superman, Batman, all them shit coming over, not uh, Rorschach, Night Owl, them going over. Well, no, the way I the way I have interpreted it from the end of uh, Rebirth was that basically. It's not that anyone's going anywhere. It's that, like, basically, Dr. Manhattan is basically kind of... Um, basically, the whole thing of uh, Infinite Crisis was basically, like, it went from... Because Crisis of Infinite Earth basically went from the multiverse down to a single Earth. Yes. Um, and you lost a bunch of people. I remember you telling me about yeah. that, like, the super. The way thing. Infinite Crisis works was the opposite, where it went from one Earth now to multiple Earths. And which one was like, the new one? Infinite Crisis was the sequel. Okay. Um, that was the whole thing. So basically, Alexander Luther was trying to basically like recreate the multiverse, whatever. Um, my whole thing is basically uh, what I, the way I've interpreted Doomsday Clock and the, basically the end of Rebirth is that basically uh, Doctor Manhattan is basically like fusing. Okay, the, bringing the, the stuff together. Yes. So, which is fun because at the panel they said, you know, in the uh, Watchmen, you can see issues of Superman and Batman on the newsstand. Like you're going to address that, right? So in my head, I'm thinking. It would be silly and they won't do it, but it, in my head I'm thinking uh, Dr. Manhattan, to uh, amuse himself, created those characters. 
because he leaves and says, I'm going to go create life somewhere or I'm going to go mm. see what I can do. So I'm thinking like he literally creates those characters not far off from Earth and just brings them over. Like, okay, cool. They're all right here. I made them. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Like, not. That's in- actually. That's actually really interesting. It never even occurred to me. So yeah, that, that actually it could be that, crazy. It's a good way to not actually fuck continuity up and be like, hey, this is one universe, and still give you the true characters from the comic books. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, that, I never even thought about that line, but that is true. He, he said he was going to go basically possibly create some life, and if he if that was the ending of Rebirth, it was basically he created the like the base of the DCU like that would actually be interesting. Yeah, I, I never I even thought about that. That was actually, that's, that's, that's actually really interesting. Well, cool. well, you know, just in case, uh, you know, that's not the way the story goes. Trademark Kevin Pat. Don't touch that. All right. That's ours. <laughs> Cause I like the way that idea could go. Cause oh, totally. he, he was so cryptic in all his answers. He's like, yeah, well, well, well it has to be. Oh like, no, of course. But, nothing but, but when you spend all of Comic-Con going to panels and them going, can we say that? I don't know. You know what? Let's say it for everybody. And then Jeff John just goes, yeah, I'm Jeff Johns. I'm not going to say that. Like it was he just was a different job. Like, Oh, totally. Basically totally. Scott Snyder is, is a, is a writer working at DC comics. Jeff Johns is, DC is basically, comics. yeah, he basically <laughs> is DC comics. So like, he's a basically even above Dan DeVio at this point. Yeah. So it's like, he literally has, he has Alex. a fucking, Alex is the guy's name at the toy vault. I'm so sorry, but that popped into yeah. my head. Continue. Uh, yeah, he basically, he has, he has, he has to be political because he's literally, like, basically, like a, he's almost like a studio head. Like, he, yeah. he can't just be like, yeah, totally, like, whatever. It's just yeah. like, y- you have to play it closer to the which, chest. I mean, the fact that they gave us as much as they did was amazing. Which, the reason I remembered what I, uh, his name, Alex brought up something that would be cool. I don't remember the character's name that he filled in, but I'll let you just have some fun with this for a second. He said it would be awesome if someone picked up the Rorschach mantle. That's not actually Edward whatever. I can't remember Rorschach's name. Um, Kovacs. Kovacs. Um, That's not actually Kovacs. Kovacs. Walter. Oh, gosh. Thank you. Uh, It's not actually him. He did die. Someone else is taking the place of Rorschach, and I liked it for one reason. One reason only. I like the idea of, of Kovacs coming back, because I'm going to use his name so that we're not getting distracted. Uh, I like that idea of him coming back in some cool way. Someone recreates him, they find a yada yada. But the thing that would make it nice is that there would be no um, like purist argument for, that's not Rorschach. You're like, you're right. That's not Rorschach. It's similar, because it's a guy taking it on, and it's a guy trying to like continue that message of, I, I don't know why you would want to, but continuing that message that uh, Kovacs had, yet still giving Johns the leeway of writing it his own way. I don't know. For me, it's like Johns is the guy who managed to make characters that weren't interesting interesting. So, like, I have no fucking... I don't think anyone can ever be like... Can read something that Jeff Johns be like, that's not true to those characters. <laughs> like, well, they, like, literally, and- he's the guy who basically, like... Everything that's good about DC for like the last twenty years is basically Jeff Johns's machinations. I know, and he so even, like, Kevin even said it when reading the little ash can that he gave us. Like he read the first page and he just looks up to both of us. He's sitting on the bed and he goes, "This sounds exactly like Alan Moore." And he looks back down at it. Like so, yes, I don't doubt that Jeff Johns can uh, imitate or or uh, that's not a good word for it, but recreate. That's better. He can recreate the feel of Rorschach. I don't doubt that at all. But it would be just a nice like. Um, change of pace like a, a little bit more freedom in writing because if he is going to write this exactly like alan moore i'm sold you give me watchman 2 that feels like a legit watchman 2 sold but if there's these little 
here's and there's where you're like, oh, okay, that's a little different than what I had going on. If you can explain it away as like a creative, uh, what do you call it, when you change the character or something. Um, Retcon. Yeah, but that's not the word I'm thinking of. That is you're not thinking of retcon. <laughs> no, the the definition of retcon I am thinking of, but uh, creative license that you you can be oh. like, oh, that's him taking creative license because he didn't use the same character. He just used the same uh, ideal of that character. So I don't know. It could be fun. It could be fun. I don't know. For me, it's like in a lot of ways, if you really think about it, I mean, granted. <laughs> Nobody can really stand up to Dr. Manhattan, per se. Yeah. Um, but, like, if if you were going to pick somebody to stand up to Dr. Manhattan, if, if Dr. Manhattan's the guy who's being, like, I'm going to basically, like, recreate things in my own image, mm-hmm. like, who better to oppose him than the guy who is staunch line-in-the-sand guy mm-hmm. who has no moral flexibility? Like, everybody else was like, well, we have to keep the secret. Rorschach's the only one that's like, yeah, willing no, to literally stand in like, front of him and accept his death. He's like, no, I know what's going to happen, but that doesn't mean you win. Exactly. Um, so, like, to me, like, if, if it's not the real Rorschach, I'm not saying you can't do somebody else. Yeah. But to me, like, especially because we don't know the storyline. Yeah, I was like, to me, like, it 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 brings more power that the most incorruptible character maybe in all of comics yeah is like the guy who stands up against the the god like the one that can basically rewrite everything in his own image to have like the one guy that's like no because i feel like if it came down to it um the ending of watchmen if you inserted like the regular justice league in there like i honestly can't say that Superman and Batman wouldn't have made a similar choice than yeah. what, uh, like, the rest of them did. Well, so, uh, that's a good point. There's no one who would stand in Rorschach's spot from the Justice League. And you could argue that maybe Batman would, or maybe Superman would, but it's a maybe. Them together, like, if you fuse the character, that person probably would stand in front of Dr. Yeah. Manhattan. But separately, there's still that what if, so there is no yeah that's good that's yeah that's true i don't know he's the better writer than me all right i don't know how to write that i'm just the idea guy we've been over this my dream job is to storyboard you write it but uh which leads me to the very last thing i'm gonna say did you see the uh cover of issue number four that they released is it it may not be the the only cover but they you know how we have the three images so far yeah so we have seen we have cool we have bomb ass posters of it um one is uh batman in his cave reading rush x journal awesome by candlelight too which is awesome one is uh lex luther sitting on a chair with a person holding his shoulder which is clearly ozymandias and that's gangster uh, the uh, and the last one that we have the poster of is Batman floating in space with Doctor Man or Superman. Superman, Superman, Superman. Yep, Superman floating in space with half of Doctor Manhattan's face behind him and a clock being like separated, which is you know classic Watchmen. Yeah. They released a fourth image and it's kind of I, I don't really know how to explain it. You'll have to look it up. But needless to say, it introduces the next DC character we see that will be a part. Oh, the Joker! Of, yeah, 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 yeah. The Joker yes. cover. Uh, it it. Who do you think else? The do you think they're gonna go balls to the wall and bring everyone over? Again, I don't think it's a bringing over thing. I don't uh, think cro- it's uh, fusion. Uh, have have appear. So yeah, there, that's better. That's a better wording. Have appear. I mean, again, I don't. I I definitely think that like. 
to a large extent, they're going to fuse the universes just because, like, I don't see why they wouldn't at this point. Like, of course. Like, after you've basically, like, there's there's really nothing special about the Watchmen universe once the story is over. Um, so, like, there's no, because basically you've already killed off most of the characters. Yeah. And, like, the ones that you would bring over, like, wouldn't necessarily, like, I'm not saying, like, they wouldn't have like a purpose or a, like a role to play mm-hmm. but it's kind of like um if you you obviously wouldn't remember because you didn't read it but um there was this whole thing because basically the whole, they were like this i was able to tell a story to tell a story um i think i've told you before where it's like basically there was a whole thing when image first started where basically like um they were all like it's like it's basically because they were all they're also like working for marvel and basically not owning the characters they were working on and that they're creating yep so like, we're gonna start our own company we're gonna make our own characters like completely create her own blah blah blah. and then like neil gaiman creates uh in one issue angela medieval spawn and coleostro and uh then he's like he goes to todd he's like okay so like where are my like residuals when you use like coleostro and angela whatever and then he's like no no you you created them for me you created them for like the spawn universe so like they're mine like you always work for hire like and like and then neil gaiman as he should have been like Fuck you! Like literally, that's literally the exact opposite of what you said. Image was, <laughs> and so like piss off. They fought for years in court, and then finally, uh, he got the rights to Angela. And basically, the first thing he did because I don't think he ever gave a shit about the character; it was the principal. Yes. The first thing he did was he turned around and he sold the rights to Marvel. Mm-hmm. And then the end of Age of Ultron, or yeah, um, is basically uh, Angela riding um, a celestial head through like the space mm-hmm. and it's just like and then what they did from there was kind of nothing like it's like the, everything they did to try to like bring angela into the marvel universe like they really didn't it, there was this big moment but then just kind of nothing really came of it because in the end like it wasn't necessarily the character that was interesting it was just like the idea yes so it's like if you bring over um or if you fuse the thing and you still have like the less interesting characters you don't have the comedian or whatever if you have like the only ones that are left basically are like uh, Silk Spectre and uh, Night Owl. It's like, yeah, that'll be cool for like a minute, and then it's gonna be like, <laughs> well, yeah, but like we already have basically a better version of Silk Spectre and Black Canary, and we have yeah. so many better versions of Night Owl. Yeah. So like eventually, the, like the main one, you've you got Batman. Yeah, like so eventually you're gonna be like those characters are gonna kind of fall by the wayside unless you can find something really interesting to do with them. But like, well, they did show that promotional image of uh, the Justice League on Mars, which was cool. Yeah. Which, which was cool, but I, for some reason, like, the way I see all these promotional images, they're heavy Batman-Superman. If you kept it to Batman-Superman, like I said, if that's the universe, if, if they do the Dr. Manhattan Creates the Life and you kept it within that realm, because that's what's popular and those are the two, like, polar opposite ideals of Batman and Superman, besides saving lives, um, I, I, I can't say I'd like it more because I don't have it and I don't, won't know until I read it, but part of me is just, like, the, the more narrow and full it is the more i'll appreciate it whereas if you have me focusing on the entire justice league uh and watchmen i'll be kind of not lost in it but i feel like it'll get a little thin um it'll probably it'll be great either way i'm just saying if you if you narrowed it down i think is 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 appealing to me mentally a little bit more no i'm not disagreeing with you i mean i especially because like you basically you don't really have as many interesting characters left from that universe yeah so it's like if you just make it about Batman, Superman, Rorschach, and Dr. Manhattan. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, that I could be... That. There's a lot there. I mean, there's more yeah. than we could talk about in an hour-long podcast, especially in mm-hmm. the last 
20 minutes. So, yeah. Uh, with that being said, we will, if you really want to count down the days, uh, I think the last issue of Metal comes out in February. So that's when we'll do, I mean, I will still get on here and be like, I got the next issue. And that'll be the end of it. We won't talk more. But March. March. We will come back in March to touch this subject heavy again, see how wrong I was about all my theories, and see which Batman we actually think is the coolest. But either way, you got anything else? Uh, nope, I'm good. I can think right of it. Right um, as rain. I will say, though, like, um, in addition to, um, like, the metal thing, which is great, don't get me wrong, but it's like, uh, Tom King is firing on all fucking cylinders with the, with the main Batman book. Batman Rebirth. Yeah, like okay. uh, I think the Rebirth thing is starting to go away. Um, I think that I think that's what they're doing is basically they're kind of slowly moving away from it. But um, but yeah, um, the current Tom King run has been like I I didn't super love the first arc, but like everything since I've loved like with a fiery passion. Like I, they just mm. finished the War of Jokes and Riddles. I love uh, that. I'm gonna get the minute that comes out on a trade. The minute it's on a trade, I'm buying it. I think December because I already have it pre-order on amazon so I'm yeah going um, after this and pre-ordering it on amazon um but yeah like tom king's i, I, I definitely recommend that as well and um i've only read the first issue of white knight so far but i did like the first issue it yeah. very much leans heavy into like what she said it so i wasn't surprised it definitely leans heavy into like the uh like tim burton era batman yeah but like it's it's cool like multiverse uh, I'll, like I'll probably, Elseworlds story i'm i'm gonna read the first one online maybe tonight and then decide if i'm gonna add it to my pull box on my way home tomorrow because as you know i'm a freak for the joker it's my favorite character ever so uh besides maybe dr manhattan no it's no it's always been the joker and it always will be the joker um but yeah, if you take anything from this, just go to your local comic shop. Patrick made a really good point before we started recording. You don't have to do a DC or Marvel one. Support the indie comics, the Vertigo type stuff. Like support that is is wonderful. Um, just just grab one issue or sign up for a pull box to get one issue a week and just see what it's like to collect them. It's glorious and people have wonderful careers doing it. And some of the best writing in any format is being done in comics. So check it out. But this has been a super comic-filled episode of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin the Captain Mills. I'm done with that. I'm Kevin. <laughs> I keep forgetting until the very last minute to say it, so I just don't care. Uh, it was fun when you didn't care when you cared, and now that you don't care, it's like, oh, I'm not getting the reaction I wanted. I'm done with this. <laughs> so uh, I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. And thanks for listening.